0: Christmas? Almost. Welcome back to the Horror Sanctum for our Christmas special. I'm Jay with John, Kellen, and TJ. If you tuned in to our last episode, then you already know which flick we chose uh, to celebrate Christmas. We each chose two Christmas horror flicks, put them on a spinning wheel, and let fate decide. And it chose 2016's Better Watch Out, directed by Chris Peckover uh, it's a movie about a boy and his babysitter who seemingly have to defend themselves during a home invasion, or so we think. Um, again, we we say this each episode, but there are spoilers if you haven't watched this movie and you don't want it spoiled. I suggest watch it and then come back to visit with us. Uh, TJ, this was one of your choices, so I'm going to let you start things off.
1: Okay. Well, this is only like the second time I've watched this movie. But it left quite an impression when I watched it. Um, usually I have a whole lot of history and stuff, but I don't have a big history with this film. And I didn't look it up because we decided to watch it again like three days ago. So uh, I'm just going with my my personal history with Better Watch Out was I believe it first debuted as a Shutter original. And this was when I first become aware of Shutter because I used to start seeing these things that would say Shutter Originals when I would rent stuff at the Red Box, and so this is how I um, was first t- turned on to Shutter when I read at Red Box. I believe it came out in 2016, but I didn't rent until around the Christmas of 2017 uh, when it was in the Red Box. And I remember it had really good reviews for a horror film, especially like a Christmas holiday horror film. Uh, and I couldn't get it anywhere. Like I tried to rent it. It wasn't on Amazon to rent or anything. So Redbox was the only way I could get it. Um, I should have just got a Shutter subscription, but I didn't really know what Shutter was five years ago. So uh, now I do. Love it. Love it. Rent it. Get it. Six bucks a month. Awesome. Uh, But this movie wasn't at all what I thought it was, because I thought it was like a home invasion type thing, because that's what it was sold at, as with all the, you know, the marketing and everything. And, uh, you know, instantly I remember getting the creepy vibes from from the kid and being like, okay, okay, I'll go along with this. And then the movie keeps transforming into like a different subgenre. The more you go it like becomes becomes at some point it's it's like you know home invasion it's it's almost like a black christmas type vibe and then at some point it turns into like a weird twist on home alone and then it's like a little bit funny games and then it's like you know it gets really out there the further further you go with it but i remember uh, just being along for the ride. And it's, it's a quick, I mean, they start into action pretty quickly. Like the first 10, 15 minutes, you're, you're, you know, 20, 20 or so minutes in, you know, babysitters, you know, trying to protect the kids and running through the hallways, thinking somebody with shotguns walking around in the house. Um, and then, Uh yes, only 89 minutes. So it's it's it really just transitions very smoothly. And the further you go with this thing, the more this kid just gets creepier and creepier, and then you start to realize, oh, and and then you think it's like this big elaborate plan, but then you only you realize they've only kind of half-assed planned like maybe a third of it, and then they're just this kid's Full-on sociopath going psychopath and just letting his fantasies play out in an evil genius way. I was just thinking about it. It's kind of like, you know, Halloween ends was big, you know, lots of controversy what you think about Corey Cunningham. But imagine if Corey Cunningham was the kid in that movie, and he didn't die. And this is how he would have grown up to be. That's kind of my <laughs> my mental mental exercise. <laughs> it's like, yeah, totally because it's 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 a very I mean once he starts going full on crazy. I mean he he's just a precocious kid at first. It's maybe taking too many liberties with the babysitter, but you know, once it starts going full on, it's like, oh, we're going there. Oh, we're going there. And then when he's knifeing the babysitter in the throat, it's like, oh my
0: god, <laughs> really? That's I what was I about it is that steady <laughs> progression because, like, like you said, it does start out and it feels like Black Christmas because there are phone calls. Mm-hmm. So it kind of starts out with phone calls, and then a uh, pizza man shows up, but no one ordered a pizza. Like you can feel the entire time that something's off, but you're not sure what it is. And then when you think you know, they kind of switch it on you a little bit. It's it's definitely like the director. It's Black Christmas and Home Alone. Like he obviously loves both those films. He's like, let's put these together with Mm -hmm. this little shit and see what we can come up with. Yeah. And I think this was my third time watching it. The first time I was like, this is great. The second time I was like, this is great. But this time I was like, this is really great. Like I still loved it after the third watch. Like the kid is annoying as shit. Like yes. He 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 comes off with this. Like, I didn't know toxic masculinity could really be that apparent at age 12, which I think is what he's supposed to be in the film. And privilege. Like, he's so privileged. Like, the babysitter comes over. He's attracted. He's hitting puberty, which we'll get into his voice later, I'm sure. But he's like, I have hospice babysitter. I have this plan. I'm going to execute it tonight. I'm going to, you know, this 12-year-old is going to get laid by this, you know, 16, 17-year-old. Like, it seems harmless enough. It's almost like it can't be 80s you know coming of age movie and then they just keep turning that script on you and it's great
1: yeah i agree
2: i i love it
0: uh, right and when you watch it over again and you watch that beginning it, it kind of clues you into what's coming you know like when him the two kids are talking to the bed there's hints like it's foreshadowing. Mm. We don't pay attention because we're like, this is just a the conversation they're having, but the conversation is meaningful and it plays into everything else. Um, I think we've all been very anxious to hear what John has to say. It's quite yeah. possibly the only person who didn't <laughs> yes. like this movie. Be- before so we get into uh, that
1: though, I have one question because because you just made me think of it. So the one thing that didn't make sense to me after rewatching again is if they if the kids ordered the pizza why would they have ordered it with the mushrooms that they obviously don't like on it that don't make any sense you know,
0: the only thing i can think of i thought about that too and i don't know if it's because the, the the friend uh tyler was that his name he just didn't know i think that uh the main kid uh, luke kind of slipped up by saying he doesn't like mushrooms i think that kind of slipped him up. Okay. He said that, you know, why are there mushrooms on his pizza? At first I thought maybe that's how he's like, he's going to drug her or something of that mm. nature. He picks his off. Yeah. That doesn't really make sense either, but I think the friend ordered that pizza and he just,
1: that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. All okay. right. John.
3: So. One, I, this is my second watch for this. Um, I think I watched this last year, maybe. It was either last year or 2020, Christmas. First time I I saw this, I hated it. I just thought it was like, oh, I was just so unbelievably like opposed to this movie. I don't know why. I just didn't like it. And so I watched it again and I was kind of able to separate out a little bit more of like how the fact that I probably don't love the movie versus is it a good film? And um, I, I definitely had a little bit of a different opinion on it the second time around. Um, the the main kid is really good. Um, he's very unlikable. He plays that evil, psychotic kid role great. Um, I think when he makes mistakes in the movie, it actually adds to it. Because <clears throat> in a way, him being so young and crazy, like he's going to have hormones and all those things happening to him. So he's going to make mistakes. And I think it actually is good the way he plays it, like how he sometimes slips in between like a plan and sort of just being emotional. I think that works really well. Um, The main girl, the babysitter, she is not a bad actress. Usually I didn't like her here. Um, I felt like that there was just a lot of things she did in the movie that were, it was, there was a lot of script convenience with her. And I know it's a horror movie, but there was just a lot of things she did that were just like, eye rolling to me like the whole thing where she's tied up and she's trying to get loose and they're they have the boyfriend tied up and they're throwing the can down I'm just like I counted and I'm like she had time to like uncut herself loose retie herself back up cut herself loose again and it's just and then the whole thing with you know I found myself reliving like if you guys remember in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when they are watching the cartoon in the first movie and he's like, ninja kick the damn rabbit. <laughs> like, that's what I kept saying to myself when like the kids were like running around and she was trying and she was like, um, she pulled the gun out. I was just like, come on, like they're still 12-year-olds. Like, I think it wouldn't be that hard to, you know, incapacitate some 12-year-olds. But I mean, I do think there's a lot of really good things about this movie, though. It's shot very well, it's very pretty. Um the acting is really good. Even though I don't like the way the lead girl acted in the movie, her acting was fine. I just don't like the way they wrote her. If that makes sense, she well, did a good job though.
1: What else um, have you seen her in, John?
3: Elvis. Oh, she
0: did Elvis. Was the visit movie? also with the friend. They were the kids in the visit. Oh, you're her
3: right. The, she the was. Friends, yeah.
2: Oh, they were yeah. the, they were
3: siblings in the visit in that shimmering. But like I at the one there was one thing I remember she said um when they were when they were upstairs and there was still the whole ruse about the home invasion and she goes, "Oh yeah, can you crack the password? Can you do like a techno thingy?" And then a minute later she's like, "Where's the security panel in the security system?" I'm like, "Okay. So you wrote her to be kind of smart, but you also wrote her to be kind of dumb." And I just some of those, type, and that's probably nitpicking. I may be nitpicking the script because it is a horror movie. I know that. I just, there were little things like that that still sort of like jump out at me as I watched the movie. Um, But it's shot well. The acting is good. Um, It's got David Putty from Seinfeld in it. So that's a star for me. <laughs> I mean, and Virginia Madsen. You yeah. know the Elaine broke up again. It's crazy. Um. But yeah, I uh, I did think it was, I, I will say probably my favorite character was um, the boyfriend who um, had to write the apology. Yeah, I, I thought he looked like, um, I don't know why, when I saw him, something about the hat and all. I, he just reminded me of like Jamie Kennedy from Malibu's Most Wanted. <laughs> the whole getup. That
0: was uh, Billy from Stranger Things
3: yeah 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 i thought he was i liked his role i thought that was really funny
0: yeah he he was probably my second favorite part of the entire film and like you said like it is shot it's shot and directed beautifully like yeah it's really well done i i want a sequel
1: i just realized that that was billy what's that i didn't know that was billy yeah he looked different but the way the movie
0: ends gives them the opportunity to make a sequel. And I want it to be Halloween too. I want it to be the exact same thing as Halloween too. Like he did black Christmas home alone. Let's do Halloween too. It's something else where the kid goes to the hospital and he's trying to get her, kill her for good. But, um, but yeah, everything John said, you're right. Something that big stuff. I don't I agree with that. It's kind of like I'm watching a movie with Lindsay and someone's sh- like we're watching the walking dead and someone's trying to shoot someone. They can't hit him. So like, this is so, I can't believe like it doesn't make any sense. I'm like, it's zombies. Like that's just the way it is. <laughs> you know, fair. granted there's no supernatural here. But you know, we we don't really know how we would react in situations like that. Um the, the part where she's like, "Do your, your you know, wizard techno stuff on the computer." That made me like, get off my lawn like she just seemed like an old older person that doesn't know how to do anything. Like,
3: "Dude, get on the computer and hack it."
1: Well, that to be fair, weird. she is blonde.
3: <laughs> One thing I did notice that and it's, it's not really just this movie, but I've I've kind of made a mental note of this for a while is in, when they are keeping up the ruse of the home invasion and they're looking at each other and they hear the noise upstairs and she goes in the other room and him and the best friend look at each other and like, what was that? I always think to myself in those situations when they're writing these films like, OK, these two characters who are in on something are responding to each other by themselves when the victim is not near them. So you can argue they're just selling the situation, but you can also argue, was that just like a weird writing thing where he, I mean, that's odd to me. It's almost like, I don't know when they're writing that, if they're thinking a certain way or, because if I was writing this script, I would be writing it like, okay, I know the entire motivation here. So I'm going to act like this character's real motivation and just hide it, right? Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, maybe I'm just nitpicking. That's something I've noticed. No, it makes it makes
0: sense. But also, who threw the brick through the window? Like who? What? Who were making? Who was making the noises when they were all in the house together? That that kind of bothered me to a degree too, because there are some things that happen that doesn't make sense as far as where the characters are in the home. Uh-huh. And like I know outside he had stuff set
1: up with
0: wires, trip wires, and everything. But he there's there's nothing upstairs to trip.
1: Yeah, i you know, assu- like, I assumed that there was some like timed, like throwing a brick, <laughs> home alone type situation. He like there. a catapult in the backyard. Yeah, a little
0: catapult. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a little. That was after watching it for the third time. I'm like, uh, who made that noise? Who who's who's breaking that glass? Kellen, buddy.
2: Oh, I guess I'm alone and not liking this movie. First, I'm going to start by saying, what a gross misuse of Patrick Warburton and Darce Montgomery. (laughs) Two (laughs) incredible actors and relegated to mediocre roles. I mean, granted, Darce Montgomery's character was great for the brief amount of time that we got him, but I kept expecting like a diehard situation where he comes back at the end, you know, like um, when he strung up the one. German guy or Austrian guy, and he's you know got the chain around his neck, and then he pops up at the end. I kept expecting that, but no, it just rides off on his lawnmower. He's dead. What was even the point of bringing him into the movie, other than to further signify that the kid that obviously looks psychotic is psychotic? Um, I don't necessarily agree with TJ what he said about you know planned the, about a third of it, and then the rest of it was winging. I think that that kid had all of that planned. I think there was pr- probably things that he couldn't plan for. Yeah. You know, the boyfriend showing up with the flowers and things. But I think ultimately he had that whole night planned, especially when he told the babysitter when she asked him, you know, you were never going to let me go. Mm-hmm. And he said, bingo. Like he obviously had that night planned out.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't think he planned to kill his friend. No. Or, or yeah, the babysitter. Yeah.
0: I think he had a majority of it planned out too. And yeah. what, what really sold that for me is when he gets in bed at the end and then he's like, oh shit. And he gets under his bed and turns that heartbeat thing on. Like he yeah. had that down to a T he's like, if this isn't on, they're going to know something's up. Like he, he, well, and yeah, he, I think he yeah, wrote and he, he, had he had his battle plan laid out.
2: Yeah. And he made the comment, you know, they had that discussion, him and his best friend about him, um, how he's gotten out. He, he's the, the master of getting out of things. So yeah, I think, I think this is his ultimate plan was this night of murder and mischief. Um, Great casting, by the way, to pick a kid that literally looked psychotic. Like yeah. I absolutely could believe that yeah. that kid, nothing against the actor. I apologize that's that your funny. face is that way, but he looks like he would tie up a babysitter and yeah. <laughs> murder her. Um
1: You know he played but, Peter Pan a year before that in the Pan movie with Hugh Jackman that just wow. bombed totally. I didn't know
2: that. Wow. Maybe that's what drove him to kill. <laughs> Maybe, but it it it's not a bad movie. I don't want to say that. I get what they were trying to do. It, it's kind of like a mashup of you know Ferris Bueller and Home Alone and um, what was that do you, Does anybody remember that movie with um, Dennis Leary? Oh yeah, where uh, he where he kidnaps the, the family, the ref, the ref, the ref. The ref. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kind of a little bit of that, except you know, instead of him being you know, a good person in a bad situation. This is a bad person creating a bad situation. Uh, my biggest problem with the movie was all of the bad decisions. It just at some point you you at some point you find yourself yelling at the screen like, "Oh my god!" For at one point, make the right call. Like you said, she's taped to this chair, almost has herself cut free. Obviously, there's a scene where the tape on the chair is dangling as she's pretending to be there, and this kid, that's a mastermind, doesn't notice the flailing piece of tape. But all of the poor decisions—it's just like at some point, you, you know, you have to get something right. And it was just like time after time, it was just—it just became more and more frustrating to me because one, I hated that kid. I could not wait for. <laughs> him to get his comeuppance and to think that he wasn't up until the very end was infuriating granted that finale was very satisfying
1: yeah
2: (laughs) as they're wheeling her into the ambulance um and i was i was waiting for that when there's someone still alive and the look on the kid's face and then when he's looking out the window (laughs) right when he's watching her getting wheeled in and she opens her eyes and looks at him and slowly raises the finger like got you that was satisfying That, that made up for a lot of the transgressions in the field in the film it but like i said it was just it's not a bad movie it's just such a frustrating watch because you know you go back to halloween or you go back to some of these other movies and all the mistakes that they made are in the heat of the moment she's had time to think she's been tied up the majority of the night she could have at some point come up with some reasonable plan or done something even when she was downstairs and the paint can scene,
0: mm-hmm.
2: she's got the gun. She the the friend probably doesn't know that it's not loaded. He might, but obviously the kid throwing the paint bucket knows. The psycho, leave the house. <laughs> Why are you still there? You just watched him murder somebody and laugh about it. You know that he's capable of doing far worse if he's laughing about somebody's head exploding.
1: You, you know, leave the house. I- <laughs> You know how I explain kind of like the bad decisions, especially in the second half of the movie, though, is she gets hit in the head and not unconscious with the (laughs) baseball bat. So she's she's probably concussed. And if you notice, she makes a lot better decisions. And like she's trying to protect the kids on the front end and makes a lot worse decisions on the back end. But she even said you need to call.
2: She even says you need to call. You need to. I need to go to the hospital. I think I have a concussion. So she has enough wherewithal to say, hey, I think I have a concussion. I feel like she would have enough wherewithal once she got loose to just be gone. I mean, she All hopped right. a fence. <laughs> She's obviously not physically incapable at that point. Sure. Um, so I, like I said, it's not a bad movie. And like you said, the the visuals, they they do a really good job of making a horror Christmas film because even with all of the craziness going on it still feels festive I mean even to the point where she's tied up with mm-hmm. with the lights or at the end when he's on the roof um, and parents are coming home and he knocks over the reindeer and he has to pick it That 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 part reminded me of the Ferris viewer where he's scrambling to get into the bed before the parents can come in um, it was a good touch for him to be laying in the bed and you to hear the mother start to scream yeah so there's definitely aspects of this movie to like to that you know they did well it's just for me like i said on the whole it's just such a frustrating watch you know it's just i kept i kept waiting for you know she dated two obviously douchebag guys the one with the hole in his cheek seemed to be a little better of a person but darcy montgomery's character <laughs> obviously he's probably been in a fight or two and then this 12 year old kid just straight owned him <laughs> it was just like i said for me it's just a frustrating watch it wasn't a bad movie shot well it's it's the score is good the The acting for what it they're required to do is good that kid like i said makes you really hate him from the moment you realize that he's the perpetrator of what's of what's to come that night mm-hmm. um but yeah it just it just mm-hmm. never really got me over that hump once i once i was settled in and maybe it, it'll be like john if i watch it again in a year or two i'll feel differently about it because i've gotten the frustration out and i know what what happened so I can watch it more objectively. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my biggest issue with the movie. It was just the whole time I'm mm-hmm. screaming at the t- TV. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Another reason why I think he had everything planned out is the, um, the people singing me outside. Like he knows he's like, I need to go out there. They know I'm here. It, pretend everything's fine. Like that's almost like um, an alibi right there. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, I, the carolers are out there. You know, I came out, they saw me, you know, it, he, he definitely, and you do hate him from the beginning. It's just the voice for me. And then we see the bad things he does, but that voice is just so annoying. Like I'd rather listen to like an all-feline Florida Georgia line cover band than hear that kid's <laughs> voice. But at the same time, it was perfect because of what he was trying to accomplish. Him going through puberty and being squeaky like that is like the perfect voice that he needed to have. So yeah, but you do want him to die from the get go. Yeah, um, my only
2: thing, the the ending I I did leave myself thinking, how is she going to convince them that this kid did all that? Because right. he did a good job of of getting rid of enough of the evidence yeah, and leaving. covering his tracks. So the only thing I can see is maybe if there's a hole in his if if part of the what he tried to cover revolved around the girl saying certain things, you know. But, again, I'm like, it's going to be a 12-year-old boy versus this girl that they're probably going to think, you know, she's just traumatized about what happened. I mean, how could a 12-year-old be this callous and has and a cold?
1: concussion, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, this movie- no, I, could,
2: I could actually see a second one being better if it was, like, you know, her going after him. Like yeah,
1: him, well, you you could make knowing. it like the people not believing the girl type thing. Yeah, like play on that whole why why don't you believe me type thing, and then he yeah,
2: and it could be the same night she could leave the hospital just in a in a fit of frustration because he didn't believe her. The police officer, or whatever nurses don't believe her, so she leaves the hospital and she goes after this kid.
1: Of course, now the kid's and nineteen kitchen. and like six feet tall, so. <laughs> <laughs> be a little less believable.
0: <laughs> Move it in the future. Maybe she went into coma. <laughs> oh,
1: you know what? The most
2: unbelievable part of the idea.
1: entire
0: film for me, the most unbelievable part is having an attractive babysitter. I always had my grandmother.
2: I right. <laughs> never had an attractive <laughs> uh, Well, why would they need a babysitter anyway? I mean, he's at that point, he's obviously obviously he did because he sleepwalks. I mean, <laughs> geez, don't leave your kid.
0: But even that a was a cover. Long. Like, he had that cover. He's been working that angle yeah. yeah that's why i steal money from my mummy's purse like he like <laughs> he's a smart little
2: shit. yeah he knew about the pencil he knew about the pencil on the doorknob so yeah mm-hmm. he, he he had everything worked out like i said obviously there's there there was kinks in the plan stuff you can't um plan for but yeah i think he had a, a kevin mcallister level plan for that night yeah.
3: Did the movie yeah. need to be shot during christmas though that's, see, that's one thing I kept thinking about. It's like, if you take this movie, like most Christmas horror movies, there's a reason for Christmas, like Black Christmas, they're on break, you know, um, a Silent Night, Deadly Night. Like this movie, I'm sitting there watching it and I'm like, this movie could be in summer. It could be, it's like, I, I don't, I didn't have a problem with it being during Christmas, but I at the end of it, I don't know why I watched it and I was like, why was this during Christmas? Was, and maybe I forgot, was there like something they used that was, a plot for that. No, but I'll no, see or? your
0: point and I'll raise you blood rage. There's no <laughs> exactly. reason for blood rage <laughs> Exactly. Really. True. Like this was someone like I'm telling you, he loved Home Alone and he loved Black Christmas. And he's like, I want to make a movie. That's that's probably the main reason it's set during Christmas.
1: That's not cranberry yeah. sprite. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Well, and and just to
2: just to stir the pot for uh any of our listeners, um that's absolutely why Die Hard was at Christmas and is a Christmas movie, because that movie does not happen without Christmas.
1: That's, because and they're going to the Christmas it. party. Yeah, Well, I'm no, argument. look, no, true. Die, Hard, Die Hard
2: doesn't happen if it's not Christmas. Why? Because 90% of the employees are out of the building, and what other time of year are you going to have that low of staffing, that low of security, and have the CEO, owner of the company in the building other than a company christmas party. You have sure. the, all the high level executives that are yeah. going to be there because it's a company christmas party, they have to be there and you're going to have the this is best opportunity. I know, I'm just saying Stay if we're talking about <laughs> movies and christmas, I just want to make everybody I want to piss off half the audience by pointing out
1: I did feel I, I'm there did, with you on die hard. I did feel really still, bad
3: for the best friend though when he got shot. That was I don't know why that, that was one part of the movie, like when the kid when the best friend gets shot and he's like dying. And I think he says mommy. Like that was like yeah, oh that was, that was sad. Rough. Like
2: yeah. minus the mommy.
3: That was my favorite kill though.
0: That was your favorite kill. That's that's our,
2: it was next, his- our next point.
3: It was unexpected. It was
2: hyster- well, it was hysterical too because when he shoots him, the kid just goes flying. Like I, yeah. I, I literally audibly laughed when all of a sudden, poof, <laughs> and the kid just like got it, like he got yanked across the room.
1: Well, he stomach. weighs like eighty pounds. So, yeah. right, so Christmas. <laughs> well, he now, was. A
0: Christmas movie and Kellen like seeing kids get shot across rooms. <laughs> that was the yeah. kill. I, the paint can was number one for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, just called the- Home
0: alone because they're talking about it in the beginning. They're like, "No, the you know the teacher whoever said it would obliterate somebody." So they foreshadow it's coming, yeah. and then it comes. And my favorite part was when it shows the floor afterwards, and you just see the paint.
1: Spread yeah. out like a beachhead. you, you know what's funny well,
2: well and it's it's that's another beautifully shot scene too mm-hmm. instead of showing the head explode you show the aftermath you see the paint everywhere and then you see the red start to mix with the yellow paint yeah that was that was well done
1: in my mind from when I first watched it I remember the head exploding and seeing <laughs> it and I was surprised when I saw it and they didn't show it and i was i was shocked like in my mind's eye i saw the picture and that's just the beauty of editing
0: you know we're filling in those blanks in our head it's like texas
1: chainsaw massacre when they put the the girl on the hook they don't actually show her be put on the hook there's like
0: hardly any blood in texas chainsaw massacre yeah it's crazy all right so what was your favorite kill tease?
1: oh definitely the paintball I, i paint paint can
3: yeah john Probably, I mean, <clears throat> I would say the paint can was the best, although one thing I did notice with that, and I, see, this is my problem, is I'm so, like, literal and logical with these I'm like, when I saw the paint can come down, my first thought, going back to, like, <laughs> physics class and stuff, was, would that happen? Like, even if a paint can, <laughs> like, it's gonna kill you, but it's not gonna bust your head open like a watermelon, but it is a horror movie, so I... It is the coolest kill, absolutely. I taking the. I want to say there's a out. video.
2: I want to say there's a video on YouTube where they did it with a ballistics dummy, and it, it wrecked that dummy's head. Really? <laughs> the weight, the weight of that pan, uh, the weight of that paint can coming down.
1: Well, acceleration. I don't know that his
2: head exploded, but yeah, it showed just like in wow. Home Alone. They recreate recreated Home Alone, and it it wrecked that dummy. Well, those <laughs>
1: cans weigh like ten or fifteen pounds, and then you know. Velocity and carrying it. I mean, it's, it's like you know. I feel like though it would have knocked him wreck. back.
2: I think it would have knocked him back more. Than I just was said. Yeah. I think it would have flipped him over. Yeah. Yeah. We
0: can do like YouTube videos testing. I'll be the the dummy, you guys can throw. Paint <laughs> <in>. <laughs>
1: you know All what right. I liked so, about what I liked about the paint can thing, probably the best was the anticipation. Like he sure. misses first, right, yeah. and then you have that, then you know what's happening. And you're like, oh, he's gonna do this until he gets it. Is he gonna get the next time? Is he gonna miss again? It's it's like it was a (laughs) smart way
2: to show how crazy he was because of how excited he was that that guy's head exploded. That was the moment where you realize, okay, this kid is really messed up. Yeah,
1: he was happy that he proved his friend wrong. (laughs)
2: Yeah, yeah. It wasn't even about the death. It was about being like, I told you. See. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. All right. So that's gonna do it for our last episode of. 2022 wait what's our
1: personal rankings though
0: what's that oh yeah personal ranking personal rankings so so since i've ruined that i'll go first i gave it four i gave it four when i watched it the first time and nothing's changed for me uh despite john's attempts to (laughs) use (laughs) physics and science against it uh i still gave it four just because it's fun it's 89 minutes which is that sweet spot like that's perfect um and and again, you hate that kid, but that's acting and that's getting a reaction, which is what he's supposed to do. Uh, you know, it looks great. Uh, yeah, I gave it 4. Candy canes out of 5.
1: Candy canes. Candy canes.
2: Kill so, like I said, I didn't hate it, I just didn't love it. Um so I'll give it I'll give it 3 yeah, 3 out of 5.
0: TJ
1: Uh, I'm kind of on the fence between 3.5 and four, but I think on rewatching it, I think it still held up for me. And even though I knew what was coming, then I was looking for like, you know, you know, seeing all the little pieces maybe that I I didn't know. And, and like what Jay was saying. So I think, I think it's a four out of five similar to Kellen, you know, I hated this kid the whole way. And I was like, when are we going to get relief? And I feel like the ending <laughs> totally redeems it. Yeah. Like right, without do it. that ending
0: do it for our rankings, John. Um,
3: oh, oh,
0: oh, sorry, John. <laughs> John.
3: <laughs> I would say, I mean, when I first saw it, it would have been low, but after watching it, thinking about it, kind of considering all the aspects of it, honestly, as a mo- overall, as a movie recommendation wise, probably like 3.5 or four out of five, probably 3.5 because it is a really good movie. I don't see myself watching it a lot, but I think 3.5 out of 5 for sure. Because it's well done. I can't deny that. So,
0: I would be pretty pretty even on that one. I'm surprised. You built it up like you were going to hate it.
3: No. I was softer this time. You you convinced us
0: it was a home invasion movie when it wasn't. All right. So that's going to do it uh, for our last episode of 2022. Uh, But before we go, uh, let's see what movie we're going to kick off the new year with. So, the way we were doing it with a trivia question, eh, it would just get sloppy. So, we all wrote down 20 movies, uh, typed them out, put them in a McDonald's bucket.
1: And we don't know <laughs> what movies drop. are in there except the ones that we chose.
0: Right. Not just mine, although it should be. <laughs> Everybody picked 20 movies, so there's 80 movies. There's a little bit more than that in here. But So, let's see what the first movie is going to be. Oh, I'm not looking.
1: Do, 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 right. do, do.
0: The first film of 2023 if we make it. Theater of Blood.
1: Yeah. It's got to
0: be TJ. uh Vincent me. Price, classic. That's, yeah, that's a <laughs> TJ pick.
1: 1971. Sure.
0: 1971.
1: I love Vincent Price. Get to watch
0: my first Vincent Price film. Either, so, it's a good it.
1: first Vincent Price film. If you hadn't seen Vincent Price, this is in his glorious I'm already getting old and I'm just going to just totally ham it up days. So. Nice.
0: All right. So we will uh, start the new year off with the Vincent Price 70s Classic. So be sure to follow us on Instagram, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, and subscribe to wherever you're listening to us now. That would be swell. And because it's the season of giving, please, please go give us a share or two with all your friends, uh, bring them into our flock so they can listen to us too. Um, We hope you guys have a fantastic holiday. I hope you don't get visited by Krampus, but if you do, please take a selfie, send it to us. Um, And so that's it, signing off for the year. I'm Jay with John, Kellen, and TJ, and until next year,
1: keep it spooky, guys.